Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello, and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are delighted to be joined by Magi Merlin, whose new EP, Gone Girl, is released on May 27th. Uh, Magi, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, how are you, and uh, whereabouts in the world are you joining us from? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Uh, and I'm coming from um, Montreal, Canada. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank, thank you so much for, uh, for, for taking some time out to, uh, to speak to us. Um, now, Gone Girl, your new EP, um, this is a collection of songs that, some of them are new songs, and I know that some of these are kind of a couple of years old and almost predate your previous uh, EP release, which came out in 2021. Um, I was wondering if you could start by telling us a little bit about how how this collection of songs came together and why you selected these particular songs for it, given that you've, you know, some of these predate your previous release. Right on. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of funny because I find that most of my releases tend to kind of move that way. So the release that came before this one, um, I had written those songs like a while before anything else I had released came out, if that makes sense. So um, the basically the songs that are on Gone Girl are like the most recent like version of myself. Um, so the songs that were chosen, um, they kind of they kind of contrast the previous release in terms of like tone and color, and they're a lot more upbeat and they're a lot more um, assertive, I guess you could say. Um, just in like in regards to like the sound, but also just lyrically. And it all kind of worked with how I like was growing as a person and um, the songs that I had chosen to include kind of, uh, yeah, deal with themes of like growth and, um, like empowerment and confidence. And I was just really kind of going through a time in my life that that's what I was feeling um, and really was embody- embodying. Um, actually, the, the first track on the EP called uh, Milkweed uh, was written like like only a few like months before we had like sent it to mastering. Um, so it's like, <laughs> we also work really fast. So that's why it kind of works out because like I can kind of write in real time with how I want things to to look and and be on the project. So um, yeah, the first line of that song is like, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Am I allowed to swear? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's fuck you, baby. You ain't entitled to my time. So kind of like hits you in the nose yeah. right off the bat kind of sets the tone for the rest of the project but yeah <laughs> yeah excellent i mean is that something that you always try to do with each of your ep releases to, to have a kind of a shared whether it's you know a sonic identity or kind of thematic uh identity or topic that you want to address within those songs is it something that you like to to build into a, a collection or is it something that just so happens to be the case with with this ep um no honestly that's usually how it's been go- well that's how I appreciate a lot of like the projects that I really love. I really love how um, cohesive and strong they are in their themes. And um, so I guess I kind of, even if I don't really mean to, that's usually kind of what ends up happening. And um, I've noticed that like most recently, especially like I really want that to be something that I do for myself. Um, And usually it's like a lot easier for me to write as well when I have like a feeling or a theme in mind um, that I really want to like showcase. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. 
cool. I mean, with with these songs, when when did you? I know that they, you know, some of them are, are very recent, some of them are a little bit older. But when did you decide you were going to make this particular EP that you're going to make Gone Girl, and it was going to have this kind of theme and this this feel to it? How long has this been in the making? I guess. Right. Um, well, it's kind of the the conception of it is kind of funny. It started off like. I think um, maybe 2020, maybe 2019, like the end of 2019, um, because I had kind of come up with this release plan when I was like semi self-managed slash I had like somebody I was working with in LA and they suggested that I um, kind of come up with a way I want to release my music. And so I had come up with this um, idea called weather music and I wanted to release um, either a project or a single for each season. Um, So the last EP that I had released called drug music is like, and you can kind of see that in the the, uh, artwork, (laughs) the cover because it's also very like cold, it's blue. It's like, so that one represents um, winter time. And also the themes in that project are also quite like moody and maybe a little bit more pessimistic. And I was like, okay, all these songs that I had written really fit in this vein. Um, and so the Gone Girl project was actually supposed to represent summertime. Um, and for the project art, it's also like gold, red, like warm tones. And um, for me, all the music is quite, I don't know, fiery, I guess. Um, and it really made sense for it to be in the summertime. So I had this, uh, concept in my mind for like the past <laughs> I guess two and a half years or so and that's really like the skeleton I was using to like organize myself um, so like the idea was there and then it kind of made it easier to just like know which tracks I wanted to be where and yeah so like I guess yeah a little bit it's been a bit of time, like two and a half years or so that I kind of yeah. knew what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how is, you know, you spoke about, uh, you know, previously being kind of self-managed and stuff like that. What, what is your setup, I guess, if you like, you know, as a, as an independent artist, what is it, what, what is it in 2022 to be an independent artist and to get music out there? What, what does, uh, aside from obviously writing and producing music, what are the other kind of key uh, components of your of your day-to-day life? Yeah, I mean, I, as of right now, have a really great team um, alongside me that has been really building in the past year. And that's made everything, like, so much easier to, like, understand. Because before I was really... Um, I'm, I'm a bit like disorganized, just kind of, I feel like maybe I, this is a recent discovery. I might have like ADHD. So that's like another thing, or maybe I'm like a little bit kind of more spacey before it was like kind of taking little pieces of my life. So like the weather music project as a, as an idea, trying to organize myself and can then other than that, like shooting in the dark, really like trying to promote things for myself. And, and it's become a lot more organized since then. And um so like as of now I'll have like my manager Us will like text me different things that I should get done if it's like a if, if it's like a tour poster or like if I have to buy some equipment then I'm like okay like let me just put that in a list but I have like people helping me out with that now so I'm like oh thank god <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank god I mean, how, so, oh sorry go, sorry. go ahead <laughs> no, I, I was um <laughs> 
I was going to ask about how your, you know, or, or maybe if your approach to writing and, and creating music changes depending on, you know, th- this idea of, of uh, releasing music to, to coincide with the seasons. That's, yeah, I mean, good question. I <clears throat> When I'm, like, writing, I find, uh, well, basically, like, how I work is uh, I work with um, Funky What is a Montreal-based producer pretty much on everything. Like, he's, like, my main my main man, main collaborator, good friend. And he is like a machine. He makes so many beats and they're all like super interesting. And they're all like go into different areas, different veins, different genres. And so how we've kind of set up, like how we work is I go over to his place. He shows me beats and then I freestyle on stuff and I can freestyle on like multiple things. We, I like put it all in my voice note app like on my phone and um look through it afterwards and see kind of what pokes out so that it's like it's kind of funny because it's more like it's the way I write is quite intentional like I'm like okay once I figure it out I'm like this is going to be what I want to talk about this is what I want to say this is how I want to say it but before that when it comes to like the cadence of the song and like how I'm placing my voice on the song it's very intuitive and it kind of just comes to me and then after I kind of apply like some actual like solid ideas um but yeah so like because I work like that it a lot of the organizing comes after the songs are written or at least after I um freestyle on the songs because like like that's basically like the bones of the of the track and then I can decide what I want to say on the track afterwards and then fit that into like whatever project I'm yeah. working on if that makes sense yeah absolutely i mean what was your what was your route into into making music you know when did you first kind of start writing and and creating your own music and kind of moving on from not just being a fan but actually being a creator as well Right on. Um, honestly, it's, I don't know if this is cliche, but like, it's been like oh, my entire life that I've kind of been, um, I don't know, attached somehow to like writing m- like music, whether it was like poetry or music. Cause <clears throat> my mom has told me stories like when I was basically like a baby when I didn't know how to write yet, I would like have dreams about poetry like poems that I would write as a kid, like they aren't very good, but like very cute. You know, I would go to her and then I've dreamt of this poem and then she'd write it down for me. So it's like, it kind of, I don't know, like it kind of just started super early on. And like, I just remember being super fascinated as like a six year old when watching, like, this this is kind of stupid, but like Alvin and the chipmunks, I was like, watching this TV show and like I they started singing this song and I was like this is amazing I wish I wrote this song so I like went to my dad and I was like dad listen to this song I wrote and I like plagiarized an Alvin and the Chipmunk song I felt bad about it I told him I came clean later but um it's kind of yeah just always been on my mind um and it just like stayed with me as I grew and I kind of like to pretend to write songs for other artists like I had like elementary school I was like writing songs for Kesha and stuff so <laughs> it's always kind of been there <laughs> I mean, do, do you have any kind of distinct memories or, or rather I'll rephrase that what's your mm-hmm. earliest memory of 
of hearing music and kind of falling in love with music you know whether it be something that you're you would have just heard around the house or you may have heard friends play or something you saw yourself on the tv or heard on the radio what what some of your earliest memories of hearing music I mean, uh, yeah, not to not to shout out the chipmunks again, but I maybe because I, I really remember being so like enamored with this song. I don't even remember what it was, but like I feel like that is my earliest, earliest. Because I feel like I was like five or six, um, and then there are other times where because my parents aren't like super like music focused. Like I know my mom would play like share sometimes like old school like pop, and my dad would play like some R and B and like rap sometimes um but I always felt like I had to kind of I don't know it, honestly I think it was really cool that they didn't like fully influence me because I um felt like I had to I was like okay I don't know what I like so I'm gonna listen to everything and see what really resonates um sorry I lost track of, <laughs> of my thoughts so what is the question <laughs> that's okay um it was it was about your, what your earliest uh, memories of of music are Right, right, right. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, I do have this one memory of being super obsessed with this. <laughs> also, not the craziest track, but DJ Satomi, like Castle in the this song called Castle in the Sky. When I was like 10 or something, I would go on the family computer on YouTube and like it would be on replay forever. So, like that. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I would get very hyper-focused on things, like super obsessed with stuff. And I feel like around that time, I was like, me doing that, going to the family computer and like listening to a song a million times over, that would happen often. So, but that was the first time I remember doing that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, were there, uh, can, can you think of any artists or particular records that, that kind of inspired you in your sort of early days of when you first started making music even if it's in an indirect way just the sound of a particular artist or the sound of a particular record but yes yeah, so, you know the first time you started kind of going okay this is an artist that's making me think differently about music or is kind of waking me up to different ideas and different sounds and perhaps you know pushing you or inspiring you to to pursue di- you know certain directions yeah um yeah i actually know exactly who <laughs> um i mentioned him a lot uh, frank ocean um, I remember in eighth grade, this guy in my ethics class, okay, shout out Ethan. I wasn't even really friends with him, but like he, I don't know. I feel like it was just divine intervention because he's like, yo, I feel like you'd like this artist. I've never talked to him before that. It was just something that he said to me and um, Frank Ocean came up and I like, this was the first time because before that I had always been writing about like, things I would hear maybe on the radio or in like, but like Frank Ocean changed the way I saw music because now I realized that I was able to write about things like things that aren't necessarily like about love or, or my own personal like growth. It could be more philosophical. Like I could talk about like my belief systems in music. Whereas I, before I, I didn't realize that was, something I could do. It was like the first time I heard someone sing the word Nirvana in a song, I think. Mm. So I was, um, I was just like super like, whoa, okay. I, I can talk about like spirituality and like existential crises. Like I can just say anything. And that was like, really, it opened up like a whole world to me um, in regards to just like what I could say in my music. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How did you first strike up your uh, collaboration and your sort of working partnership with Funky Watt? How did that work out? Honestly, Instagram. It was, uh, you know, to the 2020, like, dream. <laughs> that was, like, the modern, yeah, the mod- modern love affair. Uh, basically, his friend Thomas is, like, a tattoo artist in Montreal, um, had seen some of my own my music that I put out. I think it was a music video I put out um, in, like, 2017. And, uh, yeah, he showed... Funky what? Because at the time, Funky had just started making beats. Like it had been, he'd been like six months in to making beats, and he hit me up um, to just come over to his place, like on Instagram. And I happened to live on the same street as him. And yeah, basically after that, I kind of was going over to his place fairly regularly. And I think, oh, I honestly attribute the development of my sound and like who I am or my confidence, honestly, my confidence as a musician to being able to work with him so often. Cause I, I was honestly before meeting him was like, felt very lost. Like I, I knew what I liked sort of, it, but I was just very like, I just felt very like, I don't know, floating in the wind. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and yeah. So working with him was like a huge blessing (laughs) yeah i mean how do your collaborations work is it kind of an instantaneous thing do you kind of have that you know like a lot of great you know artists who work together have it's almost like a a telepathy of some sort where they kind of know what each other are thinking do you have to do you spend a lot of time just ironing things out and working things out in a room or a studio you know what does a, a typical session look like when you begin work on a project yeah um I, it's it's really me going to his place and like him showing me what he's been working on. Um, usually we'll start there, like me freestyling on stuff. And, and then it's like, it kind of from there, like if there's a general idea of kind of where we want to go direction wise, um, then we can like start working on things together and like more like, less me going on top of his beats and like now it's like oh I had this idea of like something really sick we could do like gospel vibe or whatever it is and then we can kind of collaborate in that way but it's it's very effortless that's something that I like noted most recently I feel like he's almost like a musical soulmate or something because it's quite it's quite easy like I don't have to like work hard to fit into a space you know it's just kind of like flows really easily and if I have something that is on my mind I don't have to like over explain it so I found sometimes like trying to explain ideas can be quite difficult but with him it's like very easy yeah I mean when you when you're trying to work on something like you know a series of EPs that I mean because one of the things that I found you know really interesting is that considering you know there's a a relatively small output so far there's a number of kind of styles and genres that that you've explored and and explored like really so you know I, I think it excited excitingly if that's a word I you know I think it's really in, interestingly is a far, far better way of putting it sorry about that um yeah I, I think it's really it's really interesting to see that the change of tone and mood within the within the EPs um and and the singles and and I w- was wondering how you do that when working a collaboration because if you're if you're if you have a singular vision where it's just you and you're in charge of everything i kind of 
see how it'd be a little bit easier perhaps to go, okay, this is what I'm doing and I've got total control over the sonics, the beats, the lyrics, the vocals. Whereas when you're working in a partnership to explore such a, a an array of styles with another person, I, I imagine could, could potentially be more tricky, but, but it sounds like that probably isn't the case. Yeah, honestly, not so much with with Nada with Funky White. He's it's really interesting. I feel like we kind of are like two pieces of like something completely different that just happened to work really well because I know that even when it comes to his musical background, like he started off wanting to be more of like in the rock vein. Um, a lot of his inspirations were very rock like focused um, or soul, like funk stuff that I never, I only kind of moved into later in my life. And it's really cool that he, like actually he's able to show me things and I, and vice versa. And it really happens to work because like it never doesn't like nothing ever clashes, which is what is cool because it's very different, but it always happens to kind of become like, like funky wet and eyes version of whatever we're working on, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have yeah. you had much opportunity to perform any of the, the well, the, not just the new music, but particularly the new music live? Yeah, is that something that's kind of on the cards now? Because obviously the last couple of years have been a little bit tricky on that front. Have you have you been able to get out and do any shows so far or have any in the pipeline? Yes, 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 definitely. Um, so like the past, uh, honestly, the past year has been like pretty good before we were able to go into like venues and stuff. There was a lot of like live stream performances um, or like outdoor performances. And um, next up, we're actually going to, we're going to be in Brighton and London and um, we're uh, open no guys um, throughout like Europe tour which is like super exciting and i've never done a tour (laughs) before so i'm like nervous excited (laughs) the whole thing and yeah it's really sick so it's going to be like we're going to have the opportunity to really like play the whole ep um live in front of a bunch of new people it's really exciting fantastic (laughs) and how how does the live setup work is it do you have is it the two of you? Is it just you? Is there uh, other musicians involved? How have you been able to bring these songs to life live? Um, so we recently started working, uh, we're playing with Ronnie's uh, drummer. And I, I'm so, it's, it's like elevated the sound like so much. Like the energy kind of, I don't know, it's pushed to another level having live drums on stage with us. Um, but for like the upcoming tour, it's just going to be me and Funky. And he's, he usually plays the the bass. Um, it'll be like track, bass and, and vocals. Um, but I'm wanting to like kind of grow the live show and add like back vocalists um maybe like the synth as well as the drums and bass to kind of have this full band feel i'm particularly excited about um back vocals because i've never played live with any other vocalists i feel like it would really uh also elevate the the sound yeah live yeah sounds fantastic and i know we're still you know um you know in advance of the gone girl release but have you 
planned any more releases for this year? Do you have any other EPs kind of marked out for, for the remainder of the year and for the remaining seasons? Or are you thinking of kind of going all out and releasing a, a full-length album at some point? What Do you have any other plans yet for the, for the rest of 2022? Um, in regards to plans, it's it's still kind of like up in the air, but me and Funky just recently came back from going to a cottage to just work on music before we have to like leave for the month and um we came up with like some really sick or things that I think is really sick and like (laughs) I'm I'd hope that I could put that on an upcoming project but that's that's all I know for now yeah yeah. (laughs) okay and I can see just just for our listeners uh a guitar hanging up on the wall behind you um do you you have any plans to kind of take on a more rocky guitar driven route at any point are you, is that something that you're playing around with at the moment or is that just uh there for you know for, for, honestly, for when you're sitting around at home and just having a jam yeah, i mean honestly yeah for now it's like a little jam tool um that would be really interesting i've honestly never thought about doing that so maybe you planted an idea in oh, my wow. head that might be cool honestly <laughs> oh amazing well um Magi, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thanks so much for uh, for coming onto the show and, and joining us. And um, you know, I, I I love everything that I've heard so far as well. It's been brilliant. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing the rest of this EP when it comes out. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll uh, catch you on one of the uh, one of the the London shows. Um, That'd be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank definitely. you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, wish you all the best with the release. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.